Barbeat presents what's happening. This week at the Stay Up All Night Lounge. Wednesday night is ladies' night. Come dressed as your favorite lady and the owner will spend the evening trying to get you drunk and into the back seat of his 57 Chevy Impala convertible. Thursday night is college night. Bring your college mascot and if he urinates on the floor, get a pitcher of beer with an egg in it. Friday night is our wet bouncer contest. We hose down 26 of our own fur-bearing, pectoral-pounding, single-lobe door hosts as they gyrate to the pulsing dago rhythms of Gino Vanelli. Saturday night is nipple measuring night at the Stay Up All Night Lounge. Your nipples will be measured by off-duty policemen and results tabulated and compared in the men's room by volunteer firemen and discerning onlookers. No betting, please. Sunday night is comedy night. Be prepared to watch some of this city's most frustrated stand-up comedians work out contractual obligations to empty booths and vacant stairs. Get a joke and win a free drink. This weekend at the Halitosis Bar and Grill, the old drunks perform their unique blend of incoherent mumblings and clumsy attempts at Jews harp musicality as they actually play live on stage all night long. Pay more than you can rationally justify at the door and feel free to invite yourself over to any of our waitresses' apartments for a night without much passion, but lots of regret when you wake up in the morning and find out all about Coyote Ugly. At the Holiday Inn, the Wedding Rings Off Lounge succumbs to the constant harassment as they present the semi-talented digits of Iris Slovon, a man who plays the organ like some people play the horses, with his eyes closed and his fingers crossed. Then, at 11.30, Ira is forcibly removed when Anthony LeClaire takes the stage with his tribute to Elvis. If the king of rock and roll was a short, balding black man who played Funky Town over and over again on a harmonica in a rented pink tuxedo. I'm Steve Cronin. Call the Barbie Dictaphone if you've got nothing better to do. Labor Day. For millions of Americans, it means a three-day weekend and a speeding ticket on the way back from closing up the summer home. But not so at other locales around the world. In France, the wily French celebrate Labor Day by barricading the streets and then conducting intense, hour-long affairs with secretaries, shop girls, and female tourists. They finish off with a little cheese, a little bread, some wine, and incredibly lengthy and obtuse arguments over Jerry Lewis movies. Yes, that's Labor Day weekend around the world. Do you doodle while talking on the phone? Do you make complex sketches while driving home from work? While at the laundromat, do you find yourself involved in brief performance art pieces between the spin and rinse cycles? If so, you may have an aptitude for art. Hello, I'm Robert Bent Clockworks for the Michelangelo da Vinci School of Art. If you believe that you may possess artistic talent, send away now for our simple test. After completing the forms, return them to us and they will be examined by our panel of experts. If we find that you have talent and good credit, you'll be introduced to the exciting world of art. In a matter of weeks, you'll find yourself growing a sparse beard, wearing black a lot, moving into a rat-infested hole, and writing to your brother for money. The Michelangelo da Vinci School of Art will send you our world-famous 30 pounds of art course that will arrive at your mailbox over the course of several months. You'll receive paper, pencils, books on art history, books on the history of men named art, several photographs of dogs, and a life-size wax ear suitable for mailing to an estranged lover. If you've always desired to live on popcorn and peanut butter, if you've always wanted to sit alone at parties calling everyone pigs under your breath, if you've always hankered for paint under your fingernails, beeswax on your shirt, and varnish in your hair, send now to the Michelangelo da Vinci School of Art. And now, here's another episode of The Most Sarcastic Guy in the World. Yeah, right. I'm the most sarcastic guy in the world. And you're the best announcer. This week, Luther is on special assignment from his job as a dental hygienist. 
He's at a retirement home doing general checkups. Excuse me, boy. Are you here to fix my teeth? Yeah, right. I'm here to fix only your teeth. The rest of the residents will be practicing self-dentistry. Oh, you're such a nice boy. Oh, yeah, I'm such a nice boy. I'm president of the Nice Club. Why, I've never heard of that organization. Really? It's the largest club in the world. You're the only person who isn't a member. It's been around a long time. In fact, Mother Teresa used to be in charge, but she paled next to me, so they impeached her. I'm afraid I have a cavity. How old are you? 87. No way. I don't know how you could have a cavity. I've never heard of decay forming in an 87-year-old environment. Well, I just feel pains. <laughs> I don't suppose you have anything in your bag to make them go away. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. I have a pill that makes a person younger and live forever. Oh, oh. Could I possibly have one? Oh, look. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. Seems I gave away the last one five minutes ago. Can you get some more? Nope, can't. That was the last bottle, and now the company's out of business. I guess they weren't selling enough. Funny. You'd think that would be a popular item. Yeah, that is funny. Hilarious. A riot. In fact, there's a new TV show about it called Bloopers, Blunders, and the Pill That Makes a Person Younger. I'll have to look for that program. You will have to. It's a requirement. In fact, if you don't find it, they'll shoot you in the head while you're sleeping. Next patient. Roll in the old man. Hello. Is that you, Dougie? Dougie? Oh, son. Thanks for visiting me, son. Oh, son. Yeah, I'm your son. Good to see you, Dad. You're not senile, the rest of the world is. Oh, Dougie, why are you dressed in white? Oh, I forgot to tell you, I just got back from my wedding. I married another man. Oh, you should be wearing a suit. You're a lawyer. I was a lawyer. Sorry, Dad. I've been disbarred. Oh, but why, son? Because they found out I was related to you, and that's just been made a capital offense in this country. I'll be leaving forever to live in Cuba as soon as we're done here. Oh, no, Dougie, no. I'll miss you so. Oh, and I'll miss you, too, an awful lot. Oh, 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 Join us next week for another episode of The Most Sarcastic Guy in the World. Yeah, next week. Join us. Can't wait. This weekend, be sure not to miss the Sherry Lewis Labor Day Telethon. Yes, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop once again rub elbows and wrists with hundreds of the world's most famous puppets and puppeteers in the nation's longest televised schmoozathon. You'll see Charlie McCarthy's new mime act, his first performance since the death of his partner Edgar Bergen. You'll see Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe grease up Miss Piggy and then try to straighten her tail. You'll go behind the scenes of Kukla and Ollie's triumphant release from the Betty Ford Clinic and the opening of their two-fisted tribute to Fran Allison. 
You'll see Cuddly Dudley get a little too cuddly with Sherry's leg during a tearful reunion with Garfield Goose and Romberg Rabbit. Plus, the lucky 100,342nd caller to donate will win a date with Senior Wences's right hand. And of course, there'll be plenty of the over-emotional celebrity babbling that you've come to expect and love over the years. Yes, you'll have fun, no strings attached. So tune in all this weekend to the Sherry Lewis Labor Day Telethon. If you miss a little, you'll never know the difference. Coming this fall to your TV screen, all the way from kooky Cajun country, the laughable, lovable, madcap backwater hijinks of The Bayou Boys, starring Justin Wilson, the Cajun cook, and the cantankerous slapstick of those two onion heads, the inbred twins, every week is another adventure for The Bayou Boys. I tell you what I'm gonna done. I'm gonna go to the store, and I don't want you two to be getting into my crawdaddy stew or just dawn that's simmering on the stove. You let that be here. We oui, we oui, Justin. We won't get into that big pot of crawdaddy stew you got simmering on the stove. We just working on our motorized canoe. We got forgot you some chromosomes, I guarantee. I'll be back in the show while, boy. The Bayou Boys is as close as you'll ever want to come to the swamps of Louisiana after you see the trouble inbreeding can cause. Hooey, I'm back now. Is anybody home around here? Hooey, look at my eyes. They can't hardly see what they believe. What is this engine doing in my crawdaddy stew? I don't remember that in there. We done it by accident, Justin. Boys, you are an accident. I wish someone would clean you up, I guarantee. Thank you. Hooey, you is an onion head, that's the truth. Come paddle up a funny, funny river every week with the Bayou Boys, coming this fall. Labor Day. For millions of Americans, it means a three-day weekend and a speeding ticket on the way back from closing up the summer home. But not so at other locales around the world. In the working-class paradise of Red China, Labor Day is celebrated with millions of working heroes bicycling to the Great Wall of China and polishing each of its tens of billions of stones while joyously chanting pertinent quotations from Mao's Little Blue Book of Home Refrigeration and Repair. Yes, that's Labor Day weekend around the world. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. It's yet again another Duck Logic comedy half hour. You are mm -hmm. listening to Walter and Jim. Jim. Yeah. Howdy. Once again, thanks for putting up with us. Oh! No. Oh! Dave, has a, Dave has a CD called Pull My Finger. He's showing us the Pull My Finger CD. And I'm very proud of it. I found that CD and remember Tower Records, you could listen like, you know, to the CDs, you can put headphones on and listen. Yeah. So we did. It looked like we were totally high because like we were laughing at really bad fart jokes. And like the people were like, can we help you? And we're like, oh, no, no, we're listening to fart jokes. It's cool. So you, like, you were sampling. Yeah. Wait, wait, my finger? Wait, wait. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for a celebrity fart CD. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So like an actual celebrity's actually doing it or sort of like a rich little doing impressions of people's farts. You we know? pay for both of those things to happen. Here. I think that <laughs> Yeah, you could have stuff like Dua Quifa. Jeez. Uh... Oh, now if John Wayne had to pass some gas. <laughs> I think you should you should connect the fart to the star. Yeah. Yeah. That was Charles, everyone. <laughs> Gucci Gucci. That was Della Squeeze. We're all in second grade again, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
See what you started, Dave. What your pull my finger business? <laughs> you should feel proud of yourself, Dave. Everybody loves them. So, like, would you really That's be able to tell like Matthew McGonaghy from like Woody Harrelson, or would it be close? The sound, you mean? Yeah. Mm. I think Harrelson would be a little <laughs> more high pitched. I'm not sure why. And whiny, maybe a little whiny. It would be like, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. I think we're all thinking of the all right, all right, Dave. I think it would be like, all right, <laughs> so all, I right said all right, I know. Kudos <laughs> to you. I said what we were all thinking. world leaders. Hey, we all see the brass ring as we go around, but only one guy can grab it, you know? <laughs> we didn't do any fart jokes in the radio show, do we? Or have like That's anything sweet. fart related in the show ever? Uh, I don't think so. Marty Farty had even one. Oh, well, his name was, I guess his name was Farty. There's that. But he never farted. Hmm. And therein lies the rub. Can we just run through the opening again and I just do fart sounds beyond? All right, here here we are again, everybody. Another episode of the Duck Logic Comedy Half. Ah, Jim. Jim is uh, getting in touch with his inner grade school boy. You could call it theater of the absurd, though, Dave. Or you the absurd. Your existentialism. Fart, yeah, like John fart, Paul Fart. No, John Paul and, Fart. And, and, yes. yes. Now we're cooking. Would it be Earl Scruggs and Lester Flatulence? <laughs> <laughs> you people playing at home, they're the, they rode the Beverly Hillbillies theme song. Shh, you guys, mom and dad are coming back. Let's... Put the farts away. <laughs> you guys remember the movie Idiocracy? Yes. Uh, Inside yes. that, there was a movie that everybody went to see, and it was just a giant butt on screen, and it just farted. Yes. Now, Mike Judge uh, was interviewed, and he was saying that was the thing that scared him the most because they had this audience full of people, and they were going to have to prime them to just laugh at this thing, right? They didn't need to. They put it up there, and everybody <laughs> in the audience reacted exactly like the people in the movie would be <laughs> reacting at it. And yep. they just laughed yep. and laughed and laughed the whole time. All of it was actual, real, real, honest to God laughter at that. And he wondered if they hadn't actually become already what it was he was saying the future was going to be. So there you go. I'm telling you that the publishers that, that came to us to do the Joe the Love Potato book, um, Turnbull and Woolerby, that was their name. That was their bread and butter were fart books. Stop farting in 10 days and stop farting in 10 well, days cookbook. My kids used to fart in jars and then close them up, fart in like a big ball jar and they'd fart in it, close it up, keep it for a couple of days on the nightstand and open it up a couple of days later and just smell it and then laugh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> didn't lose any of its essence. It was the same. Yeah. They told me, they told me I wasn't, I didn't partake. <laughs> oh, oh. Not to judge. There are people who light them. You bend over and you, you light them and <laughs> you can actually blow out. Have you seen that blow out like a, flamethrower it's like a tiny little flamethrower i've never seen it but take your word for it anybody out there who's interested in seeing someone actually light a fart the, there's a movie by werner herzog yes there is stroshek it's called stroshek yes it stars a little a real a man an actual man uh, who's not an actor who's just that he picked out of the, the street this is playing a street urchin and uh, he's getting out of jail and his two friends are so happy that are in jail with him. One of them, uh, each of them does a little something to celebrate the fact that he's getting out. And one of them lights a little piece of paper on a fire and turns over, bends over and lights a fart. And now it shoots and it, it's there for you to see. It's in the first few minutes of the film if you don't want to watch a whole movie for a foreign movie. But it's a... And it works because I always heard that that was just a myth. I didn't hear it. Like, you know, Cub Scouts always talk about doing it at campfires and stuff. 
you know, mm. Werner Herzog wasn't really well known for a lot of his special effects. So it looked to me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. Dave, you need to now talk about farts and films. My God. Oh, <laughs> that just opens up so much. Yes. Welcome once again to Farts and Films. Farts and Your host, David Dunlosky. I wonder how Spotify feels about fart jokes. Next week, snot. That's a teaser. That's a teaser, everybody. Don't you sell it with the intellectual thing of Middle Ages and the night humor? The Green Knight. Doesn't the Green Knight have in um, Canterbury Tales? They have fart jokes everywhere, right? You know, uh-huh. Green Knight would be part of the snot program. All right. Well, great school's over. We're going to get going and we're going to open a window or something in here because, you know, uh, some of those noises, I don't know if they were all made with our. All right, all right guys, enjoy. Yes. Ah, Jim, Jim, Jim. He's the oldest one, too. He's the oldest one of us. Eat your heart out, Josie and the pussy cat. Out at the Hunt Club or Lincoln Avenue He works in the loop for all his revenue Got a perfect smile for the feminine guy Has a BMW, a cancerous tan God's gift to women Yuppie man Where the latest Marshall Field shops the water tower place Doesn't have a blemish on his Gary Fensick face His personality's vile, just a magnificent smile Probably a Cubs fan a Slave to conformity Advertising, accounting, selling stocks and bonds Working on a terminal, dating Deborah Norval Blonde He'll have a beefeater and tonic to go Before he catches some blues band that can afford clothes Talk about the blank generation Moving up the ladder through self-infatuation the definition of bland Yuppie man Yuppie man Get off the metro now Commuter
live on tape from the Guccione Mansion, it's time to get hip with that real gone trip on the Marty Farty Party! Come on in, man. We're throwing a far out party. I hope you can dig the scene at this pad, because if you can't, you're going to have to call a cab, man. Things are a little loose right now. We're waiting for that hep cat, William Burroughs, to lay some heavy-duty party poetry on us. Dig it? Hey, man, things are getting crazy for President Johnson. Other day, he sent more troops into the war effort in Vietnam. And that's cool, because we have got to stop the spread of communism, you dig? <laughs> well, he gets a message from Secretary of State Rusk, and it's right to the point. We need more bombs. So President Johnson sends two episodes of The Ugliest Girl in Town and the entire New York Mets baseball team. <laughs> the cat's a man of his word. Of course, that word's mixed with tobacco juice and some right-on southern accent, daddy-o. <laughs> I gotta go get a finger sandwich and talk with Breathy James about that phone call I got last night. va 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 vumsky Time to get a drink, loosen up, see what's happening with Larry Nelson. Hiya, Larry. Nice Nehru jacket. Did you get that from the Beatles? No, this one's mine. <laughs> the one I took from the Beatles is in the cleanest. Let me dig this scene. You did take a Nehru jacket from the Beatles? That's right. Ringo, I waited till he was asleep, then I nabbed it. <laughs> Isn't that robbery? <laughs> Not if you would have seen Ringo in it. <laughs> Ladies and far-out gentlemen, dig the crazy scene of Larry Nelson. Boy, this is some kind of party. A lot of uh, old ladies making a scene. Hey, it's the first time I've wanted to be an old man, huh? <laughs> Dig it. Hey, wonder what they'll lay on us next, huh? Well, I have to split. They're giving away free love at the door. <laughs> I wish they would tell my ex-wife about that. <laughs> Do me a favor, bartender, and lay off this cat's martini. I think Larry's seeing things again. I just hope his second wife don't find out. Hey, here's one guy who digs all the parties. Dr. Ale, the drunk dentist. I got a toothache, Dr. Ale. What do you recommend? Painkillers. What kind, brother? Gin, gin and tonic or sweet vermouth. They work for me. But you're always drunk. So that's why everything tilts. All this time I thought I was a super villain on Batman. Walk a straight line over to the punch bowl and introduce William Burroughs. If I drove, I'd get there a lot faster. Think you could point me to the bar? Yes, but I don't think they dig that scene. Why's that? It's not polite to point. Now I hope you can dig the tripping flower power of William Burroughs. Go get him, Billy. A poem by William Burroughs. I think that I should never see a boy as lovely as the paper boy. The phallic household's hiding my armored tribute. See the little boys, watch the little boys. And up against the wall of Mao, I pull at military straws of Ho Chi Minh, Johnson, Kennedy, and Nixon. Scream, motherless virgins, strip the naked wanderer in Disneyland. Up against the wall, up against the wall, spewing forth phrases of napalm sex, nails bitten to the quiver. Was he serious? Talk about a funny poem. I didn't get it, but I did. 
catch your act later, Billy. Hey, here's a guy who is so nasty, we have to put a bleep in his songs. The censors know why we call him Nasty Ned, and he's here with his novelty tune of the week. It's quick, and I hope it doesn't shut down the show this trip. Who pinched Pat Nixon on the last night? Who grabbed a handful to go? Who pinched Pat Nixon on the last night? If it wasn't Dick, I guess we'll never know. Stop it, Nasty. They're taking the show off the air. Nasty Ned and his novelty tune of the week. If you dig impressions, here's Jeff Taylor. How you doing, buddy? Hey, play it again, Marty. <laughs> hey, it's those guys, Chet Huntley and David Brinkley, coming. Good night, Chet. Good night, David. <laughs> I can't believe it. Look who's here now. W.C. Field is here. Out of sight. Oh, yes, my little chickadee. <laughs> I tell you, man, do you dig that President Johnson and Vice President Humphrey? I sure do. <laughs> Mr. President, I, I'm pleased as punch to be here. <laughs> well, punch is here, Vice President. Better keep Judy away. I got one war on my hands. I don't need two. <laughs> hey, thanks again, ladies and gentlemen. But let me leave you with one transcendental idea if you group. I do. Peace and love get along. Why don't we? I don't know. Why? Because they don't have teenagers. Hey, good night. Dig the party, everyone. Oh, love you, Marty. Oh, oh, oh. Jeff Taylor, I closed my eyes and thought I was in the White House. What are they putting in these Salems? <laughs> Before the fuzz comes to bust up this swinging trip, it's time to take a break for the cool menthol of a mouthful of smoke. And I'm talking Salem's. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to the old lech and partying down with humble Ben Curtis. Home aerobic exercise is good for you. Just 20 minutes in the morning and you'll feel like something's happened. Actually, you just bounced around for 20 minutes. Susie Windershins has been an aerobic instructor for three whole months and her special brand of physical activity will really wake you up in the morning. These exercises should not be attempted if you're weak or out of shape. Consult the physician if you get tired. Hi everybody, I'm Susie Windershins and welcome to Home Aerobics. This is an exercise program tailored for the woman who doesn't have time to get herself all made up and go to some health club where her mascara starts running after 10 minutes. You don't need to buy any special equipment and you certainly don't have to buy any of those designer exercise clothes that make you feel guilty if you sweat in them. You can achieve a good aerobic workout. All you need is a pink bathrobe, a pair of good solid bunny slippers, a cup of coffee, and a few things found around the house. But enough of this gab. Let's get down. All right. Are you in the bedroom? Good. Ready? And it's up on the bed. Now some quick knee drops. Start with 12 and begin. Remember, he's the boyfriend who won't marry you. And one, and two, and three. Come on, really grind it in. Come on, work it out. And now, start with kicks. Here we go, and front, and back. To the head, to the stomach. Come on, kick him. Good work. Really make him hurt. Good, that's good. Now we're all warmed up. Okay, let's go to the other bedroom. Good, okay. Grab a pillow, and begin. Hit, and wake up those kids by the previous marriage. Ready, and it's off with the covers. Hit with the pillow, good. One, two, three.
three more times. Good. Now let's bend from the waist and look under the bed. Here we go for Playboys. Yes. And beer cans. Two. And homie bongs. Three. Four. Five. And it's out with the belt. Yes. And swing. And bend. And swing from the hip. Use the body. Come on. Don't be afraid. And now deep breaths. Mmm, yes. <gasps> ah, and out. And back downstairs for another cup of coffee. Come on, you can do it. Keep in rhythm. Here we go. And one, and two. And it's out the front door. And bend down. Now pick up the paper, slow and easy. Come on. Come on, shoot the moon to the neighbors. Yes, one, two, three. Good. Now back inside. Mmm, for the cool down. Here we go. Now stretch it out, yes. Down to the TV, turn it on, good. Feel the stretch, good. And switch the channel, right. Find the game show, good. Now relax. Labor Day. For millions of Americans, it means a three-day weekend and a speeding ticket on the way back from closing up the summer home. But not so at other locales around the world. In Beirut, Labor Day is a day of truce between Christian and Muslim militia. So the Lebanese flock to the gutted Beirut Hilton to participate in the home improvement seminar called This Old Foxhole, conducted by Bob Vila. After hours of helpful hints at armor plating, things to do with rubble, and hostages as decorative accents, they return to the rat holes from which they crawled out. Yes, that's Labor Day weekend around the world. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 22. Featuring in alphabetical order, Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. Music by Steve Meisner. Join us next time, won't you? If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour for crying out loud and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com and our old cable show is Cableville USA. It's on YouTube somewhere. Portions of this show were previously broadcast on the radio back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. And um, I guess it looks like we're done here. <laughs>